أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا وبعد Alhamdulillah, by Allah's Father, we've reached this Mubarak 21st night of Ramadan, the first night of the last 10 odd nights. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked by our mother Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha ummul mu'mineen, Ya Rasulullah, if we feel like this might be Laylatul Qadr, what should we, what should we do, what should we say? And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, ask Allah Ta'ala, Allahumma inna ka'afu and tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna. Oh Allah, you are the one who forgives so entirely and so completely. And you love such a complete forgiveness. So forgive us completely. Allahumma inna ka'afu and tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. So this is the word of the awliya in these nights that the one who loves Allah and Allah loves him, the person will repeat this dua with sincerity and with humility and with desperation in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are... The one who loves, uh, you're the one who forgives completely and you love uh, such a complete forgiveness. So forgive us uh, likewise completely. And so I was reading from the Madkhal of Ibn al-Hajj. Ibn al-Hajj is the Grand Sheikh of Khalil. Uh, he is a great Maliki scholar uh, of uh, Mamluk Egypt. And uh, he was a, a man who was very focused on the correct observance of the Sharia and the correct following of the Deen, and preventing zany and kooky bid'at uh, or impious heretical innovations from watering down people's Deen, uh, because what happens is many of the customs of the Sharia, the uh, people pervert them in such ways that makes them perhaps fancy and perhaps attractive to people, but also causes them to lose whatever benefit that was intended through them. So he wrote this book, Al-Madkhal, basically uh, uh, taking the air out of the tires of all of these kind of weird bid'at of his time, some of which uh, persist to this day, some of which were unique to that time, some of which are actually a lot worse nowadays. Um, and so I was reading what he had to say about the, the du'as uh, for the Khatam night. And he actually has a lot to say about it, uh, about them. And he wasn't a real big fan of the ceremonialization of the Khatam Dua, uh, given that uh, people are going to be uh, having these Duas starting in the coming days. So I wanted to share a couple of excerpts from that long, from that long tract that, uh, that he gave. And they're out of order, so I'll share the second part first and the first part second. Uh, so after describing the operatic and theatrical uh, types of du'a that people put up on khatams, um, 
he says very simply, uh, 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 and so he says, unlike the, the, the du'as of the pious predecessors, he says that uh, uh, nowadays the du'as that happen at the time of khatams uh, are like recitation of qasaid, of like poetry, and kalam uh, sajja' rhyming prose um, that sounds more like song and music. Uh, and that actually will actually enchant a person with its rhythm and its flow. Um, and it is empty of khushu' of humility uh, and humbleness and desperate uh, crying out to the master, uh, most generous master, uh, exalted is he, above blemish and transcendent is he. قال عز وجل في كتابه العزيز أمن يجيب المضطر إذا دعاه ولم يقول أمن يجيب القوال He says that uh, Allah Ta'ala says in his book uh, And who is it that answers the desperate one when he uh, calls out in desperation He says Allah Ta'ala didn't say who's the one who answers the, uh, answers the cry of the قوال you know what a qawwal is? Qawwal is like what, what they used to call the munshid back in the day, like Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan and Aziz Mia and Sabri. Allah Ta'ala didn't say that, that, that he didn't describe himself. He described himself as the one who answers the call of the desperate one who calls out to him, cries out to him. He didn't describe himself as the one who answers the, uh, the, the, the call of the qawwal or of the musician or of the artist uh, or of the uh, uh, poetry singer. And, uh, you know... I, Many of us are going to uh, go to khatams like this. Some of us might ourselves be doing khatams like this. And um, we have very highly produced and fancy uh, television level production type khatams in which people will actually take the du'as that are not from the kitab or sunnah uh, from somebody else, from some fulan sheikh in such and such prominent masjid who has a beautiful voice. And they'll literally write their du'as down to the point where they don't even understand what they're asking. And when that whatever big famous sheikh cries, then they'll also, <laughs> they'll cry exactly the same way because it's all just a copy. All of it is just a copy. And uh, the point is following the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah wasallam. It's not following these kind of people who are more... Uh, more like TikTok stars than they are like actual uh, actual ulama or people who should be emulated. And governments keep in big masajid, even sacred masajid, they keep uh, imams that will never say the haq and imams that will in fact spout batil and falsehood in order to uh, keep them happy. And those people, sometimes they recite the Quran with a beautiful voice, but they're role in the ummah nowadays is not to wake the ummah up rather to put the ummah to sleep and i really dislike i really dislike uh, uh peop, you know the listening of those reciters and i dislike even more the emulation of such people 
because the Quran is the Quran and it's the Haq. And the point of the Quran, the reason it was revealed is for you to recite it, not to say, oh, did you listen to this guy? Did you listen to that guy? This guy and that guy are completely irrelevant. In fact, Malik Rahimullah Ta'ala actually uh, disliked uh, over operasizing uh, the, the recitation of the Quran. That's a completely like different discussion. But, uh, you know, it comes to the ridiculous point where, you know, I get called the khatams and the hufaz will like, you know, take a little vacation from their madhab and they'll do like a qunut, like, but not in the time of qunut and they're like khatams and they'll have this like super long dua. They don't understand more than half of what they're saying. I remember uh, I was in a khatam one time and God bless them. They're good kids. They only see other people that think they think that are righteous and they're trying to emulate them. Um, and that's why we're here to say, don't emulate them. It's not righteousness. Your intentions are good, but you got to learn the knowledge. Um, so, you know, someone is making dua and he's like, oh, Allahumma, Allahumma, Allahumma al muslimin fi izza, Allahumma al muslimin fi izza. Allah, and I just, I was just like, Gaza, man, it's Gaza. It's not izza, it's Gaza. You forgot the dot. And uh, uh, Bichara, his like other half is like laughs about it to this day. Um, and the thing, if you don't understand what you're asking, like what point is there, right? Allah Ta'ala is not like going to be impressed with you making naqla of like Sheikh Abu Fulan or whatever. Like Allah Ta'ala doesn't care about that Sheikh, nor does he care about the Sheikh he learned from, nor does he care about the entire humanity is like not even a, an, an Adam in front of Allah Ta'ala. Like those things don't impress him. What, impre- what Allah Ta'ala loves is your humility. What Allah loves is that you ask with desperation and with humility and with, the, with knowing how small you are and how great Allah Ta'ala is. That's the secret of the dua. And so uh, Ibn al-Hajj, he asks, because I'm not here just to like knock on people or down people, although sometimes it seems like it because... People are really sensitive to criticism nowadays. A little bit of the snowflakeiosis has affected uh, people's liver uh, uh, nowadays. But uh, uh, it's not the point. The point is to say what, what's bad so as to not do it. And then also to say what's good, which is what we should replace it with. So that if you are one of those who father or if you have a choice of where to go, that you not spend your night with these like, you know, weird operatic and highly ritualized, I wouldn't even say highly ritualized, I would say highly like stage produced uh, khatam uh, ceremonies. Um, But uh, uh, follow the follow the way of our Salaf al-Salih and the way of the Sufi Kiram, who are the actual who are the actual progenitors, the the good Sufis are the actual custodians of the Sunnah of the Aslaf radiallahu ta'ala anhum rahimahumullahu ta'ala ajma'in. وَقَدْ قَالَ الْإِمَامُ أَبُوْ حَامِدِ الْغَزَّالِ So now from the same uh, section of Ibn al-Hajj's Madkhal but a little bit earlier. He quotes Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, uh, Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, فِي كِتَابِهِ الْمُسَمَّى بِالْأَذْكَارِ وَالْدَعَوَاتِ That's in his book that's called uh, the Book of Adhkar and Du'as. He says that the Salaf, some of the Salaf, they... Um, it's been said how much they disliked this kalam musajja, this like rhymed prose, fancy sing-songy uh, way of making dua. And uh, 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 he says, for, for, he says that some of the salaf they passed by someone making dua like this. فَقَالَ لَهُ أَعَلَى اللَّهِ تُبَالِغُ He says, are you... Are you making this balagha and making this show of fanciness to Allah Ta'ala? Like, is that what you're trying to do is impress Allah Ta'ala with whatever your fancy words? 
uh, and your exaggerations. He says, "Ashhadu, laqad ra'aytu habiban al-a'jamiyya yad'u ma yazidu 'ala qawlihi Allahumma ij'alna jayyidin. Allahumma la tahfadhna yawm al-qiyama. Allahumma wafiqna lil-khairi wa nasu yad'una min kulli nahiyatin wara'ahu wa kana yu'rafu bi barakati du'aihi." That that some of the aslaf they pass by Habib A'jami. Habib Ajami was a Persian convert, as his name seems to indicate, and as is actually true if you read his uh, his biography. He's one of the great mashaykh of the tariqah from the time of the Salaf. Um, in the tariqah Qadiriya, he takes the he he takes the uh, khilafa from Al Hasan Al Basri radiyallahu taala anhu rahimahullah taala, who takes it from Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu taala anhu, and from a number of the companions radiyallahu anhum that the uh, Ummah has bore witness to his uh, spiritual greatness. Um, that Habib Ajami was an associate of of Al Hasan Al Basri, and uh, it's said about him that uh, once the the goon enforcers of Banu Umayyah broke into his dwelling uh, when Al Hasan Al Basri was visiting, and this is one of his karamat, one of his miracles, that uh, the these uh, soldiers they basically asked, "Where is Hasan Al Basri?" And he replied, he's right here. And they they couldn't see him. Allah masked him so that the, these soldiers couldn't see him. And so they said, don't mess with us. Don't play with us. Where is he? And uh, he said, he's right there. And uh, upon repeated uh, abuse and uh, questioning, he kept telling him he's right there. But Allah Ta'ala protected, uh, protected him from their sight. Um, and uh, they basically threatened him. They said, you know, uh, you joke with us like this again, we'll kill you. If you see him, let us know. And he just said, he's right there. And so they left. Al-Hasan al-Basri then asked him, he said that uh, the Sharia gives uh, the Sharia gives permission for somebody who fears like a great zulm or danger to life or limb, uh, gives permission to lie in such situations. Why did you tell them that I was right here? Obviously, Allah Ta'ala saved me, but like, why, why didn't you take the Shari dispensation? He said, I'm aware of the dispensation of the Sharia. I was just, um, it, it was just, I had too much uh, shame and humility uh, in front of Allah Ta'ala and awe in front of Allah Ta'ala to, to lie. And uh, this is the type of person he was. And he was a great sheikh of the tariqah and a great person of this ummah. And even though, unlike the rest that were of the noble lineages of the Arabs, um, he was just basically a pious convert. But his heart was with Allah Ta'ala, and so he reached this maqam. So uh, Ghazali, rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentions in his book of uh, Adhkar and Da'awat that people from the Salaf, uh, and he didn't name who it was, but somebody from the Salaf passed by somebody doing this like long sing-songy uh, type dua. And he says, he says, are you, who are you trying to impress with your exaggerated like type of speech? Are you doing this to impress Allah Ta'ala? Are you like doing this to show off in front of Allah? He, he says that I, I bear witness that I saw Habib Al-A'jami uh, make dua once. And his dua was nothing more than, than Allahumma uh, ij'alna jayyideen. For those of you who don't know Arabic, uh, it's breathtaking how completely simple this sentence is, to the point where you may not even hear an Arab speaking like this ever. Allahumma ja'alna jayyideen literally means, Oh Allah, make us good people. Oh Allah, make us good people. Like it's not, it's not anything fancy, but the humility and the sincerity was there. Can you imagine this, this, this 
person doesn't like, you know, he's Ajami, he's not even a native speaker of Arabic. And so he's just like trying to make dua as best as he can. And it's just so simple. Uh, and uh, he's saying, oh, Allahumma ja'alna jayyideen. Oh Allah, make us like good people. Allahumma la tafdahna yawm al-qiyamah. Oh Allah, do not uh, disgrace us on the day of judgment. Allahumma wafiqna lil khairi. Oh Allah, give us the tawfiq to do good. You know, allow us to do good. And he said that this man was such a pious man that he was known amongst the people for the barakah in his, in his prayers and his duas and supplications. So he would say this, Allahumma ja'alna jayyideen, and the people would just say, Ameen. The people behind him would just say, Ameen. And I tell you, Wallahi al-Azim, uh, if somebody like this was making dua, I would be more interested in sitting in their majlis and saying, Ameen, than the person who imitates the stooges uh, of tyrants than the person who imitates the uh, operatic performance artists that uh, may get uh, 10,000 or 100,000 or a million hits on, on YouTube or on TikTok or on uh, Instagram uh, or, you know, lifestyle sheikhs that are, you know, like getting out of their like expensive cars and saying, hey, kids, remember to pray five times a day I, or like whatever, or, you know, people with like hit artist type of recitations. Inshallah, inshallah, their recitation is good and Allah accepted and, you know, uh, forgive us for our own shortcomings. I'm not any sort of gold standard in sincerity myself. But the, the idea is that that's not where the baraka is. That's not where the baraka is. The baraka is in the person who spreads his hands in front of the Lord and asks with humility and asks with desperation, with idtirar, uh, like a person who is on a sinking ship, like a child asks something from their parents, uh, not knowing anyone who can help them except for Allah not understanding anyone who could help them except for Allah. Um, the people who ask those du'as, their du'as have a lot of khair in them. They have a lot of barakah in them and we should seek them. And those du'as don't need to be long and they don't need to be uh, super hype and they don't need to be sing-songy uh, and they don't need to be operatic, uh, but they do need to be sincere. And we ourselves should practice and cultivate that, that habit. Alhamdulillah, we have done enough to hype up the hypey, uh, sing song, rhyming, musajja uh, 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 and munavam uh, types of duas. We've done enough for that, alhamdulillah, mashallah. That's gotten its airtime. Now let's take a little bit of time in order to cultivate this ability to ask Allah Ta'ala in desperation and humility and see, uh, you know, see which, which has more barakah and more khair in it. Allah Ta'ala, accept your dua and my dua. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Allah Ta'ala, accept uh, your dua and my dua. Allah Ta'ala, make us from the utaqa of this Mubarak night. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, make us from those whose sentences in the hellfire, which are well-deserved. Um, those from whose sentences in the hellfire, which are well-deserved, get commuted in this Mubarak night and that get freed from the uh, torment of the hellfire in this Mubarak night. And may Allah Ta'ala, write for all of us a good destiny. May Allah Ta'ala, accept from the... Uh, the, the taraweeh of those who are praying and may Allah ta accept from the i'tikaf of those people who are cut off from uh, everything else in order to uh, uh, grab hold of uh, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and not let go like a person who's in the middle of the ocean doesn't let go of a, a life raft knowing that they're uh, if they do so that they're going to sink and if you're listening to this in i'tikaf inshallah okay you listened uh, now go ahead, you can skip the rest of them. Go ahead and go back to your itikaf and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with desperation. And listen to 
talks and this this type of thing, just the same way you go to the bathroom, just the bare minimum that you need to. Otherwise, hold fast. Hold fast to the remembrance of Allah and to the dua and calling on Allah Ta'ala during these days. They're very short days and they will be over very soon. They pass like every other moment passes. The moment of pain passes and the moment of pleasure also passes. All moments pass and all you have uh, from them is what your niyyah was with Allah Ta'ala in those moments. If it's heedlessness, then it, it's like ash. It all blows away into the wind and you'll never see anything again from it. Uh, and if it was uh, a moment of sin, all you will have is the, the burning hot iron that will, will brand you and burn you uh, for uh, the rest of your existence uh, after the few days of this world pass. May Allah Ta'ala be our protection that we seek forgiveness from Him for such uh, moments and we turn to Him in repentance from such moments and ask Him to put distance between us and such moments that we should ever come close to them ever again. And if you did good and you did khair and you remembered this time and you spent it with you and your Rabb Tabaraka Ta'ala, just the two, just the two of us, then you'll see that you'll have something good to hold on to. If you're an i'tikaf, if you're an i'tikaf, it's bogus to waste that time with other people. Just like imagine a, a, a bride on her wedding night it's time to uh, you know leave the party and uh, and to be with uh, the one she loves and she's just texting the whole night she's just texting the whole night is that is that a sign of love absolutely not it's absolutely not even if the groom doesn't leave her but it's not it's not good so spend that time with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, and uh, tell other people, yo, you know, we'll hang out on Eid. We'll hang out after Eid, inshallah. I'll come to your house. We'll have lunch. You know, haven't done that for a while. But for now, just take your time out as much as you're able to and cast your net uh, into the water so that the fadl of Allah Ta'ala, when it comes down with this Laylatul Qadr, that you can get a great portion. Allah accept it from you and from us and give you and from uh, give give to you and give us from what you get as well. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.